Welcome to the Building Your Dream Career podcast with Three Skills co-founders Toby, Josh, Mariane, and Anissa. Hey everybody, uh, excited to be here again. I am once again with my co-founder, Josh. Um, my name is Toby, uh, CEO, co-founder at Three Skills. Um, and with me is Josh Alawade, who is uh, CTO, co-founder of Three Skills. Um, and uh, yeah, we're excited to be here. Josh, what up? We're good, man. Good. <laughs> man. He's was... breathing heavy because we're talking about a heavy topic today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a beast on its own, like what yep. you said in the last part. But yeah, excited to be here. I'm excited to, to talk to you about this topic. Hopefully, folks find um, what we talk about useful and helpful in their journey. Um, Hope so. That's what we're here for. We're just trying to give you tips uh, that have helped us. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we... We talked about, you know, last time we we're together, we had gone through, you know, getting promoted at work. And right after that, we we're like, you know, anytime we talk about promotions, we have to talk about salary, right? We have to talk about negotiating salaries um, because it is probably one of the most important things uh, when you're going into a new role is to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve, right? Like you have to secure the bag. Okay, um, so today we're going to be talking about how to negotiate for the salary you want, especially while you're getting a promotion or doing any sort of movement. Yep. Um, and so I, I was thinking we could probably start with like some of the biggest fears, because I have a lot of conversations around salary, like a lot, like every single week, <laughs> like someone is either happy with their new salary or unhappy with their current salary, <laughs> you know, like, yep, yep, um, yep. So what are some of the fears that you've heard of, whether, you know, yourself or people that, you know, uh, that have essentially, I guess, permeated how people think about negotiating? Yeah, no, that's um, a, that's a great question. I think there are quite a few things that, 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 that come to my mind, but I think, you know, the, the few things that people typically talk about, you know, share with me is, if I try to negotiate my salary, yep. the, the offer will be withdrawn. Like, so essentially mm. the company will take it back because for whatever, for whatever reason. So the company would take the offer back um, for me. So that's, that's the first one that people typically, um, I, I hear. Yep. Um, the second one I keep, I, I typically hear is I don't want to come off as being greedy. Yeah. I or don't even ungrateful. Ungrateful, right? That that's yeah, that's a great point too. Like, I don't seem greedy or ungrateful, you know. And also, yeah, so those are like two main things. And let's let's try to drill into the first one. Like, what do you think about the first point about you know people having fears about the offer being withdrawn? I, I think so so most of the time that's not gonna happen, but it's a it's a legitimate fear because you're thinking like, oh. You know, if I try to negotiate too much, they'll just replace me, right? Yeah. Or, you know, they'll just hire someone else for cheaper. And I, I've heard of those stories. Honestly, I, I have heard of those stories, mostly with like hiring agencies where, uh, you know, someone has had their own. But if you're working with a company, yeah. right? And the company has taken hours to screen 
multiple candidates than to interview you than to interview the hiring man or uh, get a hiring manager to stop their job to come and interview you yep. and then to get the recruiter to do reference checks and all this investment has gone into this uh, you know up until this point it is almost unwise for them to withdraw an offer from you it's actually probably wiser for them to negotiate with you which is why we, we need to talk about negotiation but it's very very rare that 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 has happened or that will happen especially and i have to say especially if you communicated your value during the interview and you are the yep. best candidate in the pool yep right so that's something else to think about like how can i be so indispensable that instead of drawing an offer they want to at least meet me halfway or exactly. get to right exactly. where the number right does that make sense yeah that makes perfect sense they, they, they might not like be able to meet you where you want them to meet you but mm -hmm. they at least will try to meet yeah. you somewhere like yes. so that, that that's why th this whole concept of the company withdraw the offer when i try to negotiate yeah. like it's like you said it's very rare it happens sometimes, but those are some those are the type of companies that I would argue you don't even want to work at. Like, Correct. why 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 would they why would they do such a thing? Like, all I'm trying to do is have a conversation with them. What? How does that even like if they start doing stuff like that in the interview phase? Yeah, imagine they, imagine what they do internally. Yep. Imagine where you know your your there's, there's imagine how they resolve conflicts, mm. right? Because those will happen all the time at the at at work. Like, yep. say you're having like a like a disagreement with someone, right? You know, you think this is the direction we should go in, but the, the person, you know, thinks this is the, this is the direction. Maybe it's even your manager. How would they you know, resolve that issue, right? If they're already, you know, you know, like withdrawing the offer when you say, oh, I think I want better for myself. You know, so, yeah. you know, that's, that, that's, a, that's a, you know, a thing you, should, you need to watch out for, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I think that that first one is the most common one. Like every time yeah. I've, I've spoken to someone, that's always the most common one. Yeah. The second one around like, you know, am I being greedy or am I being ungrateful? I think that one comes more down to like a lack of um, understanding around your value, right? Yeah. Like, is it possible to be greedy? If, if the market is saying that for your skills, for the amount of experience you have, you're worth $95,000 and you know, the, the company is offering you $80,000, mm. right? Are you being ungrateful or greedy by saying like, no, I'm worth 95,000. That's what I want. Like, no, you're not. No, exactly. Right. Like it, it's, it's not a question of greed or in, ingratitude. It's a question of fact. Like I remember when I was interviewing back in like October, I started interviewing at a bunch of different companies mostly because I was trying to see, you know, what my market value is because yeah. I love the company I'm currently at. And so I, I was, you know, going through and, you know, all these interviews and I went through one and they're like, Oh, you know, we're offering, you know, X amount of dollars. I was like, that's literally what I'm making right now. And I got that a year ago. Like mm. there's no way I'm worth the same thing. Yeah. And I go to another company and they were like, you know, what number would we have to give you for you to come on board? And I was like, Oh, you'd have to give me this, you know, almost double what i was making at the time and they're like okay yeah that's feasible that makes sense and i was like what <laughs> so that means my value has gone up almost double right and so in 2022 when i started and and i you know got a new role at my current company that was the number i went with and mm. that was the number i got mm. right yep. and so we'll talk about internal negotiation in a bit but um i think 
we can probably speak a little bit more to like, am I being greedy slash ungrateful? Like, have you heard that one or felt that one too when you make your, your when you negotiate? Yeah, like it's sometimes like the company might even like try to make you, might try to guilt trip you. Mm. So, and that might even be one of the reasons like folks feel like, man, am I being greedy? Am I being ungrateful, right? So, uh, but the short answer for from my point of view is no, you're not being greedy. Because like mm-hmm. you said, Toby, like you've done, if, as long as you've done your research and you understand what the market is paying for your role, yeah. it's not unreasonable for you to ask for what's fair. Like exactly. it's, it's very straightforward. Like, again, remember the company doesn't have to say yes, but the fact that you're even like, the, the, the problem that I, I often find is most folks don't even want to even broach the subject. Yeah. They think that they're being greedy by even bringing it up. That's not, that's not the case. Like you bringing up the topic does not mean you're greedy. Yeah. Let, let me just, you know, this is me going off the topic, but you need to remember at the end of the day, you need to do what's best for you and your family. Yeah. That's it. Like, and if you believe, and I think everyone should believe this, if you believe that getting what's fair for your market, you know, your skill set, what the market is paying for your skill set is, is what's best for your family. You should go for that. Like don't let anyone convince you or try to make you feel guilty for for trying to get for trying for trying to get what's um what what's fair like and i say this because like i'm running like a bunch of examples that are just running through my mind like i i know a story of you know because we're talking about promotion here right you know internal yeah. promotion context right? i know a story of someone that you know going back to last the last episode communicating about he wrote the brag dog he he hits all the points of the next level Right, of the next phase of, 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 of his career, right? He was able mm-hmm. to hit all the points. He got alignment with his manager. And, you know, when it came time for performance review, he got the highest designation possible. So, you know, some companies would typically have like exceeds expectations or yeah. you know, greatly or superbly exceeds or whatever the case is. Right? Yeah. He got the highest possible, right? So, and wow. that company was saying, oh, we care about, you know, we, we we adjust your compensation based on how you perform. So if I get the highest, you know, designation possible, that should mean my compensation should change. It should increase. So he brought up the topic with, with his with his manager, like uh, I think manager's manager. And, and essentially what they said was, yes, you got, you know, the highest designation. Yes you showed, you know, you, you had like immense impact. Yes. You understood what you were supposed to do and you were doing, you were driving alignment. Yeah. But it wouldn't be moral for us to give you a bump because how would that, if I give you this bump, what about everyone else on your team? So essentially they were trying to make him feel like he was being greedy. They were just so wrong. They were guilt tripping him. Right. So, and it sucks. You yeah, know, that, that type of thing. Like when I heard the story, I was, you know, I was like, man, that's that sucks. Like, because they're also trying to like tie your hands. Because of course, like he's a team player, he wants to do what's best for the team, but that doesn't it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Like doing no. what's best for the team doesn't necessarily need to mean that I don't also get what I believe I deserve. Right. Yeah. So that, that's just an example of like you know, things that I've heard in the past, and it doesn't have to be that way. But but the gist here is you're broaching the topic. You're not coming off as greedy. No, yeah. you're just trying to get what's best for you or what, what you deserve. Yeah, you got to embrace it. You have to embrace it. So we're, we're going to give you some practical steps today, right? Um, we're actually going to break this down into like internal and external, right? So when you're trying to negotiate for a salary internally, right? Like this is what you need to be thinking about, right? Uh, this is how to do it. 
And then when you're negotiating externally, like this is what you should be thinking about. Cause we found that it's actually not the same, right? Yeah. Like internal uh, promotions, whether they are vertical, right? You're moving up within the job function or diagonal, right? You're moving into a new function, right? But yeah. getting a better position, like yeah. the, the negotiation part of that doesn't happen the same. Cause it's a lot of times it's a quicker process, yeah. right? You have access to way more information being inside the company, right? Yeah. So the first thing with internal is information, right? Uh, Josh used to say when we first started three seals, whoever has the most information wins, mm. right? And so you want to start with information gathering, but again, you are inside the company, yeah. right? So you have access to one people that are currently in the role. Yep. <laughs> like that is probably the best place to start. The people that are currently in the role are the best people to talk to, to start to build your information uh, for negotiation to get into that role, yep. right? So one, one of the questions I get people to ask honestly internally is if you're trying to get a promotion and you're trying to negotiate, talk to people in that role and ask them a question like, when I'm going through this process, what do you think I should ask for in terms of salary range? Yep. And just by asking that question, everybody's answer to that question is literally decided by their current salary range. <laughs> yep, yep. Right. So, so the, their information or the answer that they're going to give you is informed by where they currently are. Yep. And that is a great place to start. Just asking yep. the question, what should I be asking for? Right. Yep. And let them give you some of that insider information. Right. Yep. And then the second thing is when, uh, and I just had a friend go through this process uh, this year, but I got her to actually go and ask the hiring manager, mm. which, which I didn't like, you can't do that if you're external, right? Like yep, yep. I got her to ask the hiring manager, like, Oh, what is, what level is this job? Mm. Right. Because a lot, again, we've talked about levels, not every company has levels, yep. but you it's information gathering, yep. right? Whatever information that exists, you should try to get. So what level is this job? She found mm. out the level was a higher level. That's already great. Right. And, and another friend, I was like, ask them if there is a stock grant. Like, so if you get stocks for going to a new level. So if it's a new level, do you get stock grants for going to a new level? Mm. Again, great information to have, because that's one of those things that like, if you don't ask for it, you <laughs> you're like, unless you're a software engineer, like you might not get it. They, they might just go like, nah, no, you know, there's nothing here. Yeah. So one, asking current employees right of the role ICs yep. or whoever it is that's in that role the second is asking the hiring man because you're internal right you have access through what your internal pinging system or you know yep. communication system right to 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 get that extra information right and then the final thing is you can actually try to see if there's somewhere in the company where salary bands are documented yep yep is that like would you say that's like a really helpful tool too yeah, I was also going to bring that up. Yeah, some, okay. oftentimes at, uh, you know, some companies, there's usually crowdsourcing, some companies, right? Mm -hmm. Employees crowdsource how much they're paid anonymously. Ooh. And they, they share that uh, in like documents, right? So that, and typically like if there's a level, they'll put, okay, I'm level this and this is how much I make. And it's like all anonymous, right? There's no fear of, you know, being, um, 
you know, no, no one really knows what you're specifically making, even though you've documented that. So that, that could yeah. be a good source. Now, I'm not saying every company does this, like not every company does that, but like, just try, I try and you know, understand, okay, is this information even out there, you know, in that, in, in that format, right? Sometimes yeah. also I've often heard that some companies would actually publish the salary band, the salary range for specific levels internally. So for instance, if you're, you know, if your company uses like a tool like Workday, where yeah. you, you get your pay stub and stuff, sometimes um, the HR of the company would also let you know what the range for your level is, right? So yeah. going back to your point about talking to folks at the, at, on the current in the current role that you're trying yeah. to get to, right? So if you know someone in, in that role, that level you're trying to get to, you can you know have like a quick conversation with them and say, oh, you know. If and you're aware that the company shares the band of each level, you can ask yeah. them, that, Oh, like, is, do you have that information? Will you be comfortable sharing that with me? And yeah. if they do, that would, that would give you more insights, right? But what, what we're talking about exactly. here essentially is doing what you can to gather as much information as you can, as much as you can. What is right. the pay band? I'm, I'm going to give you just like rapid what is the pay band? Yep. What is the level? Yep. Um, talking to the hiring manager, talking to current employees, yep. seeing if there's an internal documentation of the pay bands, right? Yep. Yep. Um, even talking to the recruiter, right? If there's an internal recruiter or a human resource business partner, right? You have to ask the right questions to get the yep. right information, especially yep. when you're internal, okay? Yeah. The second thing, oh, sorry, go ahead. Now, I was going to say something like, you know, especially when it comes to promotion, right? And just it kind of goes back into, into the fears we spoke about. When you get promoted to a new role, to a new level, yeah. right? diagonal, vertical, like we spoke about a lot the other time. Again, I think we spoke about this on the last part. The company is promoting you not because they're, they're trying to be nice to you. They're promoting you because they believe you will be able to execute at the level that they want you to execute. And you by you executing at that level you're going to help the business get towards their goal yeah get closer to your to their goal so that's what they want when they promote you what do you want because they're going to get something out of that right so when it comes to the whole negotiation topic are you this is why it's more even more important to try to at least broach the subject about okay this is what you guys want what i want here is you expect me to be performing at this level and executing at that level I also want to ensure that I'm getting compensated for that, for the expectations of me, because now the expectations are higher. You need to ensure that you, you know, getting compensated for the, for the expectations. Right. So I just wanted to circle yeah. back on that point. But yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure I read an article with Forbes that said that 70% of managers expect a salary and benefits negotiation when they make a job offer. Wow. Right. 70%. And, and that is a huge, that means it's very likely that if you're not negotiating, wow. right, you're actually missing out on your own. Like they're expecting you to negotiate because companies, yeah. one, they don't come with their best offer mm. for the first offer. They, they rarely, it doesn't even make sense for them, right? Mm. They very rarely come with their best offer, right? Yep. But the other thing to think about is your, your current situation, like whatever job offer and earnings that you get now also has a direct impact on your next one. That's right. Right. Because if you, the higher you negotiate now, the higher the possibility that your next job, they won't be able to take you down. They'll have to take you from wherever you are mm. up. Yep. Right. So just a, a couple of things to think about, like especially internally. Right. Is information, all the information that you can get. Right. Try to gather as much of it as possible. 
And then the second thing that to think of internally is whoever has the most options wins, mm-hmm. right? So for, for roles where there are very few candidates that can actually do this job, it's very like specialized. It requires a lot of context, right? Yeah. There's maybe three people in the whole company, right? That can do the job. Like I, my sister just got a massive promotion and she was one of two people that could do the job, mm. right? Like that increases your odds tremendously, right? Yeah. Because yeah. if you essentially already love the job that you're currently doing, yeah. then you have more options than the company does. Yep. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, and I think that's also needs to be redefined is understanding that if you're negotiating internally, you need to understand the options that you have. So let's say you love your job, you love yep. your current pay, you love your current boss, right? That is one option. Just stay, yep. right? Like, you know, like that's one option. Let's say there's another team that is vi- fighting for you to join their team. And then there's another team that is also doing the same thing, right? You now have two, three options, yeah. right? Versus either of those teams going like, you're one of two people that can do this job, right? right? So again, whoever has the most options wins. And internally, you want to try to give yourself the best odds by having options, yeah. right? right. Whether, whenever you're negotiating, you want to have options. And we're going to talk about external for a bit, but especially internally, Right. For my last promotion, I loved my job already. I enjoyed my team. It allowed me to work on three skills. Right. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really feel the need to even get a promotion. Yep. That's one option. Just stay and keep building my own thing. Right. But then the option that was presented to me was compelling. Mm. Right. And so when it came to negotiation, though, again, because it was uh, internal, one, I just asked the hiring manager. She like they were already on the phone phone with me. I was like, "Yo, what is the pay for this role? This is what I'm expecting. No need to go recruiter this this and that, right? Like you're right here. Yep. This is the role you're presenting. I'm interested. Yep. What is the band? And yep. they told me. It was amazing. <laughs> like I didn't even need to go do research. They just told me like this is what I'm paying. This is mm-hmm. the range, right? And then the second uh thing was I had the power to be like, go and confirm that. And then let me know because I'm happy where I am. I want this job, but I'm happy where I am. Right. And then it became this thing of, okay, now, yes, I want to go in and do well in the interview, but I know the range. I've heard it from a credible source. It's been confirmed. Now I can go in. Right. And so the negotiation was fairly easy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so that's for internal. Right. Is there anything else you want to add for internal? We, we got to jump into external. No, like I think the, the last point I'll just make is like and you've already touched on this, like internally, you have more. You, you essentially have to an extent more leverage than external promotions. Right. Because you have, you have more information. Right. Because that's that's something that we found over the years. Like, you know, when you're trying to negotiate with a company externally, like, you know, a new you're trying to negotiate a job at a different company you don't have as much information as you would internally like you don't have access to the folks that we just spoke about exactly so many folks in the role right so just just keep that in the back of your mind and try to you know use that to your advantage as much as you can yeah for sure well and which leads us into you know the external you know you know promotion or essentially getting an offer from a different company how do you go about the negotiation process yes and Essentially, it's, it's roughly the same framework. Like, you know, you have to have, you know, information gathering options and lastly, patience, 
So let's 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 take it from the top. Like when we're talking about information gathering for external, you know, promotions, right? You know, or just external offers in general. You know, like like I just said, it's typically harder to negotiate in that space because you don't have as much information on how much the company can pay. How much can the company pay for that role? How much, what's the ban for that role? Yeah. What are people in the role making? You don't have, you know, access to that information. So this is where you have to do even more work. Like, you know, you have to, you know, you know, if you can get access to someone within the company, you know, through LinkedIn, maybe you get on a call with them, maybe, you know, they give you some information, but there, there are tools outside you know, the company that give you access to, you know, what's going on internally. So there's yeah. stuff like Glassdoor, there's Payscale, there's Pacer, there's levels.fyi, you know, that give you information on how much, on what the company is paying within, um, for, for, for that role. Yeah. The GCA, it's critical for you to, while, like I said, it's easier for you to negotiate the higher salary uh, internally, that should, because you're doing an external negotiation doesn't mean you should just give up. You should still, you know, do what you can to get as much, um, you know, info as you can. Like, you know, Toby, what, what are some of the things that you use when you're, you know, negotiating externally? I, I love going to, dir- like, directly to employees, right? Like, I, I love going and asking them, like, listen, I'm interviewing for this role. Like, what what range do you think I should be asking for? Because it's it's still, it's a little harder because there's no rapport, yeah. but LinkedIn gives you access, yeah. right? Like, you can, if you send enough messages to enough people, my stats are always, or, the number I always go with is if I send messages to 10 people, three will respond. One will take a meeting. Right. <laughs> so I always take, I always send a minimum of 10 messages if I'm trying to like yet. And, and if the first or second, you know, get to me and, you know, respond, that's, that's just a miracle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but those are the stats that I usually go with. And then I think if you're in tech, right. Um, blind is is a great resource it can be very toxic because you know there's a lot of you know millionaire engineers there like floating around right but um don't go in blind go on blind <laughs> just kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's a great resource right that pay scale glass door right but again some of those things are even like glass door can be skewed right because you know it's not necessarily crowdsourced like there's there's the ability for a company to say, Hey, you post this or someone to post it. Right. Um, but by talking to someone, the information is way better. Right. No, that, 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 that's a great point, man. And, and then we move on to the the second point here with, you know, the external phase, right. I actually think options you probably have, I don't want to say you have more leverage, but you have you you have while you were at a disadvantage to a certain point to a certain extent with the information gathering phase with with the options phase like where you're trying to get you have potentially more leverage in the sense that you can interview with as many companies as you want like as, yeah. as many as you want like you can interview with company a company b company c to actually get a sense of um how much different companies are paying and then you can use that to your advantage and you know try to you know like use, play them against each other it sucks to say, but yes, you got to play the game. You got to play the game. You know, like you, you can't like if you have the options, yeah, you need yeah. to use them to your advantage to get yeah, the number yeah. you want. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like, let's not let's not skip a step. Right. You know, you know, oftentimes folks think, oh, the options will just magically happen. No, like you need to execute. You need to like kill the interview. Like for yeah, sure. You know, so that, 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 that goes without saying. Right. But but yeah, like, you know, once, you know, one, one, my strategy in general is I try to interview with 
multiple companies at the same time. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to, because that just gives you more leverage. It also helps you in your interviewing skills. Because if you interview, you know, That's true. Com- company one, some of the questions they ask you could actually help you in the next interview, you know, or some of the answers that they give to some questions you ask could help in the next interview, right? So, yeah. uh, so options. Then the third one is, you know, patience. You know, Oh, wait, wait, before you go into patience, right? With options, yep. I, I want to clarify this because sometimes people go like, oh, I'm interviewing at this company and this company, right? So, you know, I, I'm going to mention that in the job interview. One is, is it okay to mention like, oh, you're interviewing at this company and this company? And two is, if you don't have a written or verbal offer, is that an actual option, right? Is that actually, uh, do you actually have as much leverage as you think you are? Let's say you have, you know, an offer from company A, but you want to work at company B, right? And you're waiting for them, like you're going through the interview stages. What should you do there, right? Like, can you talk about that a little more just so people know what an actual option is? That, that, that's a very great question. And I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, so I'll, I'll take the second point first. So the point about, you know, interviewing multiple companies and like, an option essentially is not just a concrete offer. That's the best. That's typically the best case scenario. You have offers, multiple you know, offers from three companies. That's yeah. great. But if you have an offer from company one and you're still interviewing company two and three, um, the fact that you can actually still use the interview, the pending interviews you have with companies two and three, as leverage with company one that gave yep. you the offer. Because if company one, again, remember they took you through their interview process. Yeah, right. They have an interview process that you're proud of. Oh, yeah, we, we know how to, to grow <laughs> candidates. We, we know how to, you know, pick the right candidates, right? So they, they, they pick you. They're like, oh, Toby, you're the, you're the guy for the job. Then you tell them, ah, thank you so much. You know, I, I enjoyed, you know, working and interviewing with you guys. I enjoy learning from you guys. But I still have two interviews that I need to wrap up. Um, that alone, in and of itself, is great leverage. Because if a company goes through your interview process, they are, you know, world-class interview process, and they decide to pick you, they know that there's a very good chance that once you wrap up the interviews with two other, two other companies, those companies yep. will likely pick you too. Yep. Right? Because it, otherwise, like, the, so essentially, yes, it's having an option is, you know, having options means sometimes having an offer from two other companies, but oftentimes if you don't have an offer, like just- the, Just the, the interest. That, yeah, just the fact that you interview and there's, there's interest in you, yeah, it's great leverage, leverage yeah. that most folks don't realize. Like, yeah, and I've seen that happen even even when I've been interviewing. Now it's like if someone is a great candidate and they tell me like, "Oh, I'm also interviewing here," it makes me want to get them the offer even faster, yep. right? To just like win them over, right, yep. and lock it in before they go and you know get another offer. Yeah, like companies have in in the past asked me, "What will it take for you to stop interviewing?" Oh wow, yeah, that is what you want. Let's go. Right, right. So they, they've and essentially what you're saying is like, what what will it take for me to like take take you off the market effectively? Yeah. Right. So do you you understand how much leverage you have in that situation? Yeah. Like a ton. you know. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So that's okay. the second point. Okay. Then the first point. Uh, what was the first point again? Can you remind me? Information. Oh, oh, uh, around options. Yes. Um, I forget. <laughs> we'll come back to it like yeah but well, let's get to patience so that we can actually like wrap it up yep, um yep. okay so with patience because this one you know things internally sometimes move a lot faster than externally yep. right so with patience like how does this play a role in negotiating 
Yeah, no, that, that's that's a great point. And I think patience is something that a lot of us struggle with. Like I definitely struggle with uh, patience because, you know, you know, you, you're interviewing, you want to get, you know, you, you interview with a company today two days go by three days go by you haven't heard back from the company you're freaking yeah, out you're oh my freaking god out, yeah. I, I didn't get a job oh my god what's going on right <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i mean by by patience like so hearing back on how you performed on the interview you need to be patient right you mm-hmm. know so but also hearing back from a company when you were negotiating with them you also need to be patient right yeah. because if you're if you you know, if a company, if you get on the call with a company saying, "Oh, we're excited to extend you an offer. We're gonna extend. We're gonna offer you X, but you want X plus Y." I don't know why. Use, use numbers. Use numbers. Yeah, I just realized like I shouldn't be doing algebra here. <laughs> say, they, say, say they extend you. Um, I don't know, eighty k, yeah. or you want ninety k, and yeah. you tell them, "Okay, I actually want ninety thousand dollars, right?" Yeah. Um, and it takes them like two, three days, four days, a week to get back to you. I've often found that sometimes pe- some folks will respond back to the company saying, ah, actually, I'll just take it right? because they think that, oh, the fact that I, you know, tried to negotiate with them. Yeah, they're scared. Know, they're just, yeah, the, the, the candidate gets scared, right? Yeah, the candidate get, scared, yeah. What we're getting at here with patience is try as much as you can. Try, try your best to just keep calm as mm-hmm. i know it's not easy i know trust me i know it's not easy but just try your best to keep calm and that's also another reason i try i strive to interview at multiple places because if you interview right. on multiple companies you don't even have the time to think about you know you, you haven't heard back from company one yeah it will probably be at the back of your mind but you know you still have the you know still have the option from company two company three and stuff like that yeah right? yeah yeah. And with patience, I think also, you know, when I, I was watching one of my friends negotiate once and, um, and and this is something we can talk to quickly before we uh, wrap up is some people want to negotiate in writing and some people believe that it's better to negotiate over the phone with the recruiter. Right. Yeah. And I found it to be like, you know, case specific, but I have always prefer, uh, preferred emailing the recruiter mm. and saying, hey, you know, excited that I got the offer, but I'd like to get on a call with you yes. and, and then negotiating over the phone and then getting in writing the actual offer. What, what do you think about that? Like in negotiating via email or via the phone? Uh, I always try my best to negotiate uh, via on the phone, on the phone, because it also helps with options because check this out. Like, say you send out an email saying, uh, Oh, you offered me 80 grand. Thank you. Um, I'm very happy for that. Thanks so much. I actually want 90 grand. And two days go by, three days go by. Credits. Yeah. You didn't hear anything. Like, imagine what's running through your mind. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, so Nerves. I typically, right, exactly. I, I typically will send them an email saying, Oh, you know, thank you. I would love to get on the call to just, you know, discuss this a bit more. You know, then we get on the call and I get a feel for, you know, if this is even possible. I, I, you yeah. know, I tell the recruiter, Oh, I will actually love, uh, I think I deserve a 90K because of X, Y, and Z. Again, you need to always have a reason for why you're asking for something, but that's a topic for a different day. Yeah. You know, you get that immediate feedback from them, like on yeah. the call, right? You know, and, you know, you're able to communicate your intent better. Going back yeah. to the whole greed, you know, stuff we spoke at the beginning, like you're able to communicate your intent better. Like it's, yeah. it's hard to communicate like, you know, you know, your intent over, over, yeah, email. over email. So, yeah, yeah. Right. So I, I, my, my, my first, you know, I always advise folks, if you can, please get on a call with them 
have a script, like just write out what you want to say so you don't go off topic. Like, yep. you, know, you know, have a script. Have your points, you yeah. Exactly. But if you, you know, if for whatever, you know, sometimes it's not easy. I, I, yeah. I acknowledge it's not easy for a lot of folks. So if you, if you truly believe you can't, then do it via email. That's yeah. the second option. But I think that should be the, you should keep that as the back, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the plan B, but always strive to go on a call. Personally, yeah. that's my opinion. Amazing. I, we might just need to do another topic on this, honestly, like yeah. or another podcast on this, because we haven't even scratched the, the tip of the iceberg, right? Around yeah. like what you can negotiate for, total yeah. comp, all that stuff. So maybe yeah. we'll come back to that. But just to recap, okay, so the biggest fears around offer being withdrawn, am I being greedy? Like, yep. guys, those are not things to worry about when a company has already given you all that time put you yep. through the process yep. and you're not being greedy if you're asking for market rate for your skills and experience exactly. right 70 percent of hiring managers are expecting you to negotiate right, right? if you're in, in, uh, negotiating internally you can get more information by talking to people hiring manager hrbp right there's so much uh, that you can do in terms of getting information and you have options by just being happy in your role, interviewing with other roles within the company. And if you're coming from external, there's Glassdoor, Blind, um, you know, employees. If you can get one on uh, on a call from LinkedIn, yeah. um, there's interviewing with multiple places so that you have different options and are uh, getting interest from different companies and being patient, right? Negotiating yeah. over the phone, preferably yeah. over the phone, then email. And then being patient once you've made that ask, right? Did I cover everything? You summed it up perfectly. Amazing. Man. Well, listen, we'll probably take an, uh, another 30 minutes and cover this in more detail to talk about all the different things you can negotiate. Yeah. Um, but this has been a great episode. Go negotiate for the pay that you want, people. Yep. We'll see you Definitely. soon. Awesome. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Building Your Dream Career. If you got some value out of this, feel free to share it with someone that might need it, or you can leave a five-star rating on the podcast. Visit the3skills.com for free resources to help you build your dream career. See you next time.